It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, low-down, four-flushing carcass out my door. One, two... Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. time it is. It's time for the majority decisions coming to you live from the great state of Texas, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to invite you to follow us on Twitter at Majority MMA and like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. It's good to be back with you on the air. And of course, we always want to ask you to please do subscribe to the show through iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher or whichever way you're listening to the show, or if it's through the good old Blog Talk Radio Network, you can subscribe to the show so that you get every new episode downloaded right to your device every time we do a new one. So um, go ahead and get that done, and if you like the show, um, let somebody know about it, man. Help us grow this thing. Um, Hit it up on Twitter. Hit it up on Facebook. Uh, spread the word for us. We really appreciate it. And um, finally, Fayaz, another year is uh, closing in, and it seems like every year just goes by faster and faster, man. I'm telling you what, man. I don't know it's, if it's because uh, we're getting old or what. <laughs> man, I you know, I'd like not to think that's what it is, but uh, I, guess, I mean, I guess it's kind of what it is, but it's uh, it's just flown by it's flown by and uh, a lot of action a lot of crazy stuff going on and uh, right now it is really cold outside and i don't like it i don't like it so this is probably the time of the year that i i least like because of the weather a few days that we man have. I, I have waited all year long for it to get this cold and really uh, so i'm i'm excited I would much rather be ice cold than breaking out in a full sweat just from walking from my house to my car. <laughs> man, I don't know, man. Which is typical I, for I've Texas. always been Yeah, you know, I've always been uh warm. I guess just the warm I don't know, man. I just like being warm. I don't know what it is. I just like being warm. I'm weird that way. I'm not sure what it is, but uh 
I I I would take I would take sweat over freezing, I guess, if I had to pick one. So I don't know. Kind of a strange deal. Well, man, before we get into some more uh, recent news, let's uh, let's take a few steps back and catch up on some things that we didn't get to talk about. Mainly, uh, just a couple of fights uh, back on UFC 206, which was a couple of weeks ago, back on December 10th. Um, pretty pretty solid uh, co-main event between Cowboy Cerrone and Matt Brown. Uh, Cowboy gets the win with a very very nice head kick that uh, a, a friend and listener said that when he got hit, he almost thought that it broke his neck. It was just that brutal. I did not see the fight. Did you see it? And if you did, was the head kick that brutal? It was uh, (laughs) um, very reminiscent of Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey. If you can can remember that head kick, it kind of came out almost of the same situation. Um. You knew Matt Brown was coming to throw down. He likes to come forward. He likes to, you know, you just knew it was going to be that type of fight. I was excited for it. Man, I couldn't wait to see it. And it, it lived up to every bit of what it was supposed to be. And uh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. I loved I loved it. But when, when Matt Brown, <laughs> you know, he kept getting rocked. He kept getting, you know, it just, it was an, it, it added up, it added up, it added up. And finally, when he got kicked in the face, I said, oh, man, I think he's dead. I I, I was just just amazed that uh, he, you know, he was, <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. It looked really bad. It was really bad. It was so flushed, and he went limp so fast, and his head hit the ground. It was just so bad, but a perfect ending to a perfect fight. Yeah, two very tough guys. That's a uh, uh, Cowboys' fourth win in a row, fourth win of 2016, closing out a pretty solid year where he finished all four of his fights, uh, had two head kick uh, knockouts, uh, a submission, and a TKL with the punches and two performance of the night uh, victories. Donald Cerrone continues to be probably one of the most entertaining fighters, uh, just not be able to get over the hump and win a title. Yeah, that is the truth. That is the truth. And I think I've even heard him say that. Um, and, I, you know, he's working on that. But um, I don't know that that's going to be at 170, man. I think uh, I think he's going to have to drop back down. I just, you know, right now the 170-pounders he's fighting, they're right around his size, you know. He's probably cutting 10 pounds to make the weight. You know, a lot of the bigger, you know, a lot of the bigger guys at 170, they're they're big guys. So, not to say that he wouldn't put up a good fight, but after a while, I think the size is gonna, you know, play a factor. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, if you think of 170 and you don't think of a, a, a really big guy, but you know, 170 that we know, you know, normal people, right? is not cutting down from 170. It's the guy that walks right. around at 170. So, when right. you, you know, when you start looking at the fight game, you're, like you're saying, you're talking about somebody who's cutting down from 185, maybe even 195. You know, and Anthony Johnson was cutting from 220. So, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, I think, the, the I think GSP, 
used to do that. I think GSP, you know, would diet down, you know, from you know walking around around 195 to get to 170, yeah, right. and then you know cut Absolutely. the rest. So it's uh, it's not like it's it's not out of the ordinary, but uh, it's he's not going to find many natural guys, you know, at his weight, like uh, you know, like he is. And uh, you know, and I, and I would like to see him go down to 155 because I'd like to see him at, at some point run into uh, Conor McGregor, of course, because right. mixed martial arts or the UFC re- revolves around Conor McGregor. Um, <laughs> So the main event was Max Holloway, Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis misses weight, so his shot at the interim fake title um, gets taken away. Then it doesn't matter because he gets finished. Max Holloway looked tremendous. Anthony Pettis broke his hand in the first round, from what I understand. I did see that fight, and but what can I say? Max Holloway got the job done, man. I thought he looked. I thought he looked good. I think um, Max Holloway looked awesome. Max Holloway looked awesome. Um, it's too much weight for Pettis to cut. He's, I mean, yeah. it's just too much. He even said that afterwards. He said, man, I, I can't do 145. It's too much. It's too much for my body. You know, I got, he said he got down within, I think, with a pound or three pounds, and he couldn't cut the rest. And, uh, you know, I guess you know at a certain point when you're cut when you're a fighter and you're cutting weight. I guess you have to say at a certain point enough is enough, right? We all we've all seen the uh, cyborg video of her uh, having to go through a weight cut just to make 140. You know, I'm not saying Anthony Pettis went through that, but I mean it's probably pretty bad. You know, when you when you get down to that point. There's three more pounds to go, and it, it took everything you had just to get there. I mean, uh, you know, man, he should just go back up to 155, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, and I think he's better suited for that. I think he probably just ran yeah, I think into he's a gone. little discouragement there because he had yeah. a couple of losses in a row at 155. Um, I, I think he can get back up there and rebound. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now I don't I don't know what it was to where he uh you know, he fought well he fought Oliveira. When he fought Oliveira, you know all all as well, you know, he made one forty six, but when you're fighting any type of a, a fight that has to do with a title, um, you have to make the weight, you don't get a pound. You don't get any uh, yep. anything like that. So had to get it done. Um speaking of weight, uh the U it's official, the UFC has finally given in. And uh, women's 145-pound division is on its way. That is um, true. To a lot of to a lot of fans' disappointment, um, there will be a title fight to crown a featherweight champion, and uh, Chris Cyborg will not be a part of that fight. That is correct. She uh, turned that fight down. So turned you get down. two. Yeah. She turned it well. Her, her, and if uh, anybody doesn't know, and I don't know how you'd get a replay of it, but it was on uh, ESPN's Outside the Lines. There was a little clip about weight cutting and uh, just a little piece on Chris Cyborg this morning. And uh, you know, it was it was it was a good little piece. Gave some insight. 
you know, as to what she has to go through just to get to 140 pounds. And her weight class is 145. And then uh, they finally opened up 145. And then um, she she said her body was still recovering from dehydrating to get to 140 the last time. So, so which I mean, if you if you've seen what she had to go through to get make that 140, you could almost believe that. But uh, I I don't think she's done. I think whoever wins that title, right? She's just going to challenge for it. You know, just. Uh, I don't know later in the year, as opposed to you know February, maybe maybe in April or May fight something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely see that happening, and most likely, obviously, it's probably going to be Holly Holm. You know, all respect to Germania, uh, but I think that's how you yeah. pronounce her name. But I, I assume that Holly's going to win that fight. Yeah, you know, even Tito said it. You know, I was watching uh, an interview Brendan Shaw did with him, and even Tito said it. Tito said, I don't understand why she turned that fight down. She lobbied for it. She fought for it. She she made a, you know, she made a big thing about it, and they finally gave her what she wanted, and then she said no. So uh, even even he couldn't figure it out, but he said, hey, you know what? I, I can't do anything but support her. So uh, it is what it is. Well, you know, I think I, I think it was a I think it was a smart business move. I, I think, and, and because, and here's why: if she didn't feel, I mean, obviously the physical aspect had a lot to do with it. If she sincerely felt like she couldn't recover in time and then cut again and do it in a way that she could be prepared for Holly home, because I know what she did. She for sure don't want to be the lady that screamed and cried for 145 for years, then got it, and then got beat. So, right. you know, I think from her point of view, waiting doesn't make a difference. I mean, are we – No. Holly Holmes a tough lady, but yeah, it's hard to see any other outcome than Cyborg winning any fight oh, yeah. with any woman. <laughs> right. Right. I uh right. I don't I don't see it. But I, I would think that there's probably more women in her weight class that you know, than there are forty five, you know what I mean? I mean eventually yeah. they're gonna have to open up, you know, hundred and five and hundred and twenty five for women because you got a lot of women that are too small fighting at bantam weight and uh <coughs> you know or uh, too small fighting at, 50, at the 115. So it's uh, – there has to be that, that type of – I would think there would have to be that type of a category because, uh, you know, some of the women do get, you know, kind of small. And uh, you've got – you've also got a lot of fighters that – women fighters that we don't really get to see unless they fight in off shows in, like, Japan because there aren't the heavier weight classes. So I'm kind of excited about it. I think that perhaps, because to me the glaring one, obviously, uh, you you do featherweight because you have Cyborg. She's a star, or could be a star for sure if the UFC machine got behind her. But when you talk about 125, 125 to me is probably a more important weight class than 145. But do oh, you sure. think that adding adding 125 would put straw weight and bantam weight in danger of being diluted? 
No. Where you got those in between no. ladies that, that say, okay, I'm going to move, I'm going to move weight class. Well, I think, I think you, well, I think you've kind of already got that. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, Michelle Watterson who beat Paige Van Zandt the other night, last night was the Adam weight champion at Invicta. Adam weight is 105 pounds. I think if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, Michelle yeah. Watterson, you know, fought at 115 you know, on Saturday night. So if that goes to show you anything, it's just there's such a fluctuation there in weight. You know, that 10 pounds makes a difference. I mean, uh, Ronda Rousey was, you know, tossing people left and right. So she finally met somebody who was her size or bigger. And then, and it, then it posed a problem to her. So, um you know, that's just, that's what that is, man. That's how that deal works, right? You always want to try to be the biggest person in your weight class. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. Um, seeing Paige Van Zandt and Michelle Watterson fight the other night, I think it's safe to say that Paige Van Zandt is overrated or was Michelle Watterson underrated? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, for people who don't know who Michelle Watterson is, you know, I guess I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I've known who she is for a long time. You yeah, that's um, And yeah, yeah, I, I've known who she is for a long time. If you know, if you're a you know a long time follower of the sport, you know who she is, and you know that she's been a martial artist since she was five and you just, you know that she's got the skills to back a lot of what she says up, you know? And, uh, I, I had a feeling that it wasn't going to be pages night, I, but you know, I didn't want to spoil anybody's fun, but, uh, with page, with page man, Zant, I think, you know, they, I think they, they just, they shot her too quick, too fast. And, if you watch her, she's very, uh, she's crafty. She's got, she's got great skills. You know, she does improve every time, but if you notice something, man, every time she finds somebody who's better at her, who's a better technician than her and who's a better ground fighter than her, she tends to, uh, she tends to lose. She still strikes me as a bit of a brawler. I guess. Yeah. So she's added. She's added some, some techniques. She's getting better, but the, she still does kind of strike me as a bit of a brawler. And you know, I think to answer my own question, I mean, I think Michelle Waterson of the UFC is probably hugely underrated. Underrated, and, sure. And uh, Paige Van Zandt was probably not. I wouldn't say hugely overrated, but probably a bit overrated. Which brings me to my next topic or or, or question to throw at you. And that is, did they do Uriah Faber an injustice by not putting him on last? Um, In his hometown for his last fight. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It wasn't like he was fighting for a title or anything like that. Guy's been around for years. And, you know, in uh, I'm sure in Uriah's eyes, his 
you know, that's his, you know, that that's, that's one of his, uh, one of his people, right. Fighting in the main event. So to him, that's like, yeah, that's true. You know, you, you know, to him that, you know, to, and I, I would, I would think that sincerely, that's the way he kind of thinks about it. Like, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm retiring tonight, but look, man, look what I've built. And, you know, this, that's one of my, that's, you know, that's one of the people that, you know, I train that's in the main event. So that's, uh, that's pretty awesome, you know? So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm retiring, but, you know, I do leave something behind. Yeah, I think I agree with that. So Faber gets Brad Pickett and dominates the fight pretty much. I thought oh, the yeah. fight should have been stopped in the first round. Did you, you think that the referee? Yeah. I think the referee let it go. I thought I thought the fight should have been ended in the first round. I'm, I mean, I'm glad we I got saw, two, three rounds, but yeah, he hit. Well, it was weird. He he hit Brad Pickett, and Brad Pickett went limp, went down, and looked lost in space for about five seconds. There, where Uriah Faber actually went to finish and stopped. I don't know if anybody saw that. He hesitated for a second. I guess, like, he thought they were going to call the fight because, you know, him and Pickett, they don't really have bad blood or anything. And when they didn't call the fight, then he kept going. It was weird. That's what I saw. I saw a split-second stop when he went in for the kill. Like, he thought, like, he saw something like, man, it's, this deal's over, man. This this fight's over, you know? Yeah, but uh, that's what I thought, too. But, um, you know, Pickett. Well, for me, for all the pro- for me, all the even beyond that, guy, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I felt like at, at one point, Faber kind of had in in you know side mount on his back, right? And Pickett was kind of turtling, not turtling, not really, but just eating a lot of shots. And yeah, man, I, I do like, remember that. To me, it seems like they need to stop the fight because he's not even able to cover himself up. But uh, I you think. Know, uh, but, I, th- I think they do that for certain fighters. Yeah. Brad Pickett being one of them just because he's a tough dude. I mean, he's just one of those resilient guys that has that you know you've seen come back out of a mess like that, and that's that's probably why they let it go like that. But uh, they probably wouldn't do it. they probably wouldn't do that for your average. If that was somebody else that went down like that, they probably would have stopped the fight. Co-main event of the night for that card, Mickey Gull and Sage, Super Sage Northcutt. Mickey Gull's highlight film, no, let me say it, let me start over. CM Punk is Mickey Gull's highlight film. Well, only in the UFC. Which I thought was, I thought was a little funny. Yeah. If uh, what they should have done is bought the rights to some of his fights outside the UFC, and and you know played a little bit of that. I mean, I guess they could have thrown some amateur stuff up there, but I mean, the guys. Well, I mean that 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 wasn't Mickey Goss' first professional fight. He's like, I think he was three and one, three and one or something going in coming into the UFC. So it wasn't like that was his first fight. Well, he's three and one but, now. Yeah, so he was two and one. Yeah, I take that going back. Four and zero. I'm sorry, yeah. not three and one. Where did I get that? Four and zero. So they went over stage. Four and zero. Fourth win. Yeah. Right. 
three and zero in UFC. Yeah, that's what it was. So, uh, so almost so really it was perfect. But uh, you know what, man, Mickey Gall might be right. I don't think Sage Northcutt likes getting punched in the face. Well, you, man, I don't know. I, I felt like I felt like if, maybe if the fight could have stayed standing a little bit longer, maybe Sage could have felt him out a little bit better than what he did. But I mean, but yeah, honestly, the fight went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Mikel was going to get it to the ground, and that was going to be it. And it, it was only a matter of time, right? I mean, I, I mean, I know the finish came because he caught him and knocked him down with a punch. Yeah. But, uh, just let's be honest, Gall controlled the fight on the ground anytime he went close to there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you, you know, Sage looked like he had the advantage. He was starting to find some rhythm standing up, right? But let's let's call it what it is, man. It's mixed martial arts, right? It's not kickboxing. It's mixed martial arts. It's not cage Muay Thai. It's not kickboxing. It's mixed martial arts. And, uh, if uh, if you get clipped and you go down, more than likely, if the other guy's good at jujitsu, he's going to pounce on you and see what he can do. And I mean, he was just completely controlled on the ground, and then uh, and he got caught. So you know, it was it was the co-main event and the main event for me. And uh, you know, the two people that you know they're they're pushing to become superstars. It's like. You know, these people need to be more complete. They need to be more complete yeah. fighters, right? Because that's the second time Sage has tapped to a ground technique. You know, it happens. Obviously, it happens. And uh, that's the second time, you know, Paige has been dominated on the ground also. So, moral of the story, right? Complete your set and learn jiu-jitsu. That's the moral of the story for those guys. Well, look, you know, looking at Sage Northcutt's accomplishments, it says he's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know, but I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I don't Brown know either. Belt, he may wow. be. He may be, and maybe he was yeah. just so rough, he just didn't know where he was, but he didn't defend it very well, and uh, mm-hmm. he just he didn't look. He didn't even look. He didn't, he didn't look at all comfortable at any point anywhere on the ground with Mickey Gall. So it's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if he is a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. He may be a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, but if you don't train the jiu-jitsu as much as you train all the other stuff, it's not going to be useful for you. It's not going to be useful for you in a fight because you're really not going to know how to make, you know, mix it all up. That's why I was shocked when Paige Van Zant lost because she actually trains with guys who mix that up really well, ground and striking. Yeah. Um, it, but back to your point about the two people that are getting the getting the marketing machine behind them, getting the push. Um, you know, again, it just seems like you got these two. Two guys, and the good news for for all four involved is, well, I'm not sure how old Michelle Watterson is, but she's not she's not too old. 
probably in her late yeah, 20s. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's probably like 27, 28, something like that. Even though she's, you know, she's been fighting for several years. But the other three haven't. Yeah. And these losses here, these are just stepping stones for them. And hopefully oh, they, sure. they can continue to get better and continue to add to that game. But, you know, again, it's something that we talk about all the time. you got to round it out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you can't do that, your your future is – unless you're Damian Maya, <laughs> your future is very limited in the UFC. Well, I don't know. If you, if you look at Damian Maya, though, Damian Maya did learn how to box. And he, he has. Improved and that. that's very true. He has. He has improved that part of his game because I think he figured that out after a few fights. But it, it's vice versa. And you, if you're just a straight grappler, it's not going to last. If you're just a stand-up guy, it's not going to last. You, you've got to know how to do and attack it both to give yourself a chance to exercise your best strength. I think that's, you know, that's the easiest way I can explain it. Well, that's going to just about wrap it up for this edition of the Majority Decision. Any closing thoughts, Bayless? Um, my closing thoughts are we got a big fight coming up here pretty soon. And, uh, as much as I'd like to see Ronda Rousey retain, I just feel like Amanda Nunez gets it done. Chew on some of that. Yeah. (laughs) That wouldn't surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise (laughs) me at all. I'm feeling good. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Hope everybody has a great week. Hope everybody's getting ready for Christmas. And everybody has a safe holiday. We'll see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.